Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane and Shane are back with you again today. Nelly is doing Nelly things. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably stuck in a spreadsheet or something. Um, yeah, he can't get out of Excel. Just right can't now. get out. Yeah, he's doing mm-hmm. he needs to hit control F to find the escape. <laughs> find the escape i don't key. know a lot about i don't know much about uh <laughs> spreadsheets um but what we need to talk about today where you have two main topics the first being uh it is dynasty playoffs right um a you should never have a trade deadline let's start there shouldn't have yes. a tra- trade deadline ever um not just because you know it's more exciting for teams that are competing um, but finally, people are actually going to get what they believe to be good returns for a team that is rebuilding because now teams are actually in the playoffs. They're willing to pay more for those for those aging assets. So, yeah, well, a team can completely sell out their future to try to win this year. But that also helps a team that is rebuilding. Right. That's part of the trade off. Right. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and then we're going to talk, we're going to do some talk about some players that uh, you should think about adding. And then we're going to talk about the senior bowl, some guys that we need to be on the lookout for some guys that still could accept invites that, that are um, some quarterbacks that you might want to see at the senior bowl. And then, uh, and then we're going to do our history minute and our buys and sells. So um, Shane, let's just get into it. You're competing. Let's say, obviously with all the injuries that have happened, right? Um, uh, you still have your first round pick. I'm just going to set up a scenario for you. You still have your first round pick. Uh, what kind of quarterback are you going after? Because you just lost, let's say, Kyler Murray as your kind of starter. You're you're down to just kind of one serviceable quarterback at this point, right? Need someone else to be able to plug in. You currently have, let's say, like a Kirk Cousins who's solid enough, um, but you really want two quarterbacks for your team who are you looking at to try to buy with like a late first like i think a late first is difficult because i think there's kind of a chasm like who who would i ideally want ideally i would want a dak prescott right 29 30 years old maybe you know if, if a team is not in it willing to give them up i don't think a late first by itself gets that done but maybe you know i try to add on a piece to that um you know, but but after that, it's like Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff seems like it might be more of a future. Geno Smith. I don't know if either of those guys are worth a, a late first, but that's probably what I have to give up at this point in the playoffs, right? To get that kind of player. Do you? Would you rather do that, or or are you trying to like buy someone even cheaper? Almost. Let's say you also have your second round pick. Are you trying to like? 
slide that second round pick through for, you know, whether it's a, a, a Mike White, uh, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, a, a player of that caliber. Are you trying to do that instead I, rather than give up the first? I think that's I think that's probably the way to go just because I think the first there, there's not a good quarterback comparison for that first round pick. So let me give up my second. I think Brock Purdy's look good. I think teams will be willing to give him for a second and feel like they got, you know, a good asset for a guy they picked up off the waiver wire. Maybe I look at a, maybe a Ryan Tannehill um, or like you said, a, you know, seeing what, what happens with the Jets situation of Mike White's healthy, it looks like he will be then given up for that. You know, giving a third for Sam Darnold. Like, I think I would do that as, as a plug-in guy. Um, or, or seeing if I could stack on top of that second for, for Gino, for uh, Jared Goff, for that those types of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I think um, – it hear me out are you willing to give up like that late first or even let's say you have two seconds kind of a mid-second a back-end second you willing to give like two seconds up for for the chance at desmond ritter or are you gonna are you holding off and just kind of waiting to see i i i think i think i'm waiting i i like desmond ritter i'm hopeful i don't know if i fully trust arthur smith to like unlock the passing game i think he's gonna want to run the football and would not have Desmond Ritter run the football. Um, so it feels like kind of a pricey risk to take. Like I said, when I could stack up those seconds and maybe, you know, get a Geno Smith or someone like that, like I'd rather take that chance. Those guys are pretty close in value in Dynasty right now. I like Ritter. I, I just feel like there's a lot of inherent risk of just not performing as a rookie in that offense without right. Kyle Pitts this year. No, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I kind of want to hold off. I thought I will still probably trade for any first uh, trade away. Desmond Ritter for any first, even if it's 24 oh, yeah. first, um, I would rather take that right now than, than accepting any inherent risk of him playing and doing poorly. Uh, let's move on to, to uh, running backs here. Um, I know you and I talked on our secret chopper pod, you can always join that, join the discord, all that fun stuff. It'll be wherever you listen to this podcast, hit the link. I'm com- completely free to join the uh, discord. Um, I'm looking at my second round pick here. Uh, do you think realistically you got a shot of g- trading a two for James Conner? I, I, I think you do. Because if I'm a team, that's not making the playoffs. I have the 103, you know, third, fourth worst record in the league. James Conner does nothing for me. I think I would move him for a second if I'm out of it. You know, next year, there's a chance he's not a starter. Um, and I think he's a, a good asset this year. He's a high-end RB2 at this point, maybe even a low-end RB1 in some weeks. You move in the late first for a guy like... Uh, I don't know. At this point, it'd be a guy like Zeke or Rashad White, or I'd love to be able to get Derrick Henry with just the late first. But I, be nice. <laughs> I don't. I think that price is. I think that price is a little off. Um, but I, I know in one league, um, we talked about it in the Discord. I in a one quarterback league, I traded the one hundred five 
for Tony Pollard. Now, it's not great, uh, but that's the price, you know, in a one quarterback league to get a running back. Um, it's also an Empire League, so if I win, the league's over. But um, I think that's the price. I, like, I, I'm not trading a mid first or better for a running back right now, unless it's a, a top guy. Like you could make an argument that like if you could trade 102 through 104 or something like that for Christian McCaffrey, then things get pretty interesting if that could basically help lock up your team. Um, but how are you feeling with this running backs? Like what's a move you're trying to make to lock up either your RB1, RB2 spot here? No, I mean, I, I don't mind the Tony Pollard deal. It worked for you this week when Tony Pollard had a good week. Yeah. But like he's he's performing. You know, I, I don't mind moving even a one and a two if I still have both those assets if I'm competing for a higher end, quote unquote, older RB1. We talked about Derrick Henry. I don't know if that gets it done. Austin Eckler. I think, I think that gets that done. Um, he's still performing well. He scored a touchdown this past week. Like, I think those are the kind of guys, Josh Jacobs, like I'm offering the one and the two to lock it up because I think it's very worthwhile. Like you said, for a guy like McCaffrey, yeah, if I have those kind of assets, like I'm, I'm making the move because he's he's still going to be worth something next year. You know, it's not he's not a dead value. I don't think any of these running backs will be. Um, so I'm willing to kind of sell the farm for a running back. We talk about it often on this podcast, but – that's usually the best way to get a running back. Like is is trading for one, right? After they've you, you know what they are, you know what the role is. Um, that's good. You know, a guy maybe I'd offer that first for maybe uh maybe a J.K. Dobbins. You know, he's been banged up but came back and was successful. And I like you mentioned Rashad White. I think Rashad White's a nice balance. Trade away first, get him. He's playing well, and you have a younger asset in the future. Um, I think all those are good moves. I don't know if I'd give up a first for Zeke, but um, he's running well. I, I think you have to to get him. Could look at a guy like J.K. Dobbins, too, with that late first. You know, yeah. there's definitely some potential for longevity. Um, obviously, you're dealing with a whole lot of injury risk as well um, with the first game back. But um, let's move over to wide receivers real quick here. Who's a wide receiver that you've kind of set your sights on um, that uh, if you're competing that you're going after? So I think, I think if I'm competing, like I like, I still like Brandon Ayuk. And I, I think he just keeps getting cheaper as like Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Brock Purdy looks sufficient enough in this offense and Ayuk's performed. I think he's still cheap enough that you can give up a late first and get Ayuk as a, putting up high-end wide receiver two numbers right now. Like, he's cheap enough. Um, I'm still giving up a, a, a late first for Christian Watson. We've talked about that before on a couple different podcasts. Um, I I know the, the efficiency of the touchdowns is, I don't know, where Nelly would be like, he can't keep that going. But um, I, he sure seems to. And I think one guy that you always bring up that I kind of poo-poo too much is Chris Godwin. I know Tampa had a rough week this week, but he's going to get targeted a lot. Like, I think there's a lot of guys, you know, you could probably give up a two for like Mike Evans at this point, uh high two. 
I think there's a lot of older receivers that are easy to grab, especially if you have a lot of flex spots to uh, to trade for, um, especially if you still have a late first-round pick. Here's a guy I'm targeting. Um, and you, there's a chance you could get it done with like a couple thirds if it takes a second. Like I'm not necessarily mad at it, especially if I'm trying to compete here. And that's Zay Jones. Over the past four weeks, Zay Jones uh, – well, over the last three weeks, he's tied for the third most targets among all wide receivers. Over the last four weeks – He's getting he's averaging 10.8 targets a game and 13.3 fantasy points a game. Like if you're in one of these deeper leagues like Shane and I are in a lot, you're starting 9, 10, 11 guys. Like Zay Jones is going to be starting on your team. With his production and the way that he's been playing, like you have to put him on your teams. And if and if that means a couple thirds or a really late two or a 24 two or something like that, like yeah, give me Zay Jones. Uh, I'm basically starting him every week wherever I have him. And it, it certainly helps to have him on your team. No, I mean, I think I think it's a great one. because And those are the type of receivers that, like you said, for super cheap, you know, you can get. I mean, Mac Hollins is still putting up numbers. You can get him for a third. <laughs> like, sure, toss him, toss him in a flex spot and boom, you're, you're fine. I traded a fourth for... Matt Collins and uh, Noah Brown. Yeah, like, that's beautiful. They're cheap. Uh, let's move over to tight end. There's, I will say, there's not like a ton of tight ends, but I think one you got to talk about. Are you giving up a late two in a tight end premium league for Evan Ingram? Yeah, hundred percent. That that offense just taken off the passing game. Trevor Lawrence looks great. I think Evan Ingram continues to be. An asset late two, I'm in. Probably not much more than that, but I'm in for that price. Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I think one other thing that you that you know, if you're in a tight end premium league, uh, mid late first, are you looking at a guy like Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, mid mid late first, I think I would give up because you know what what's that going to get you in a tight end in a rookie draft, Michael Mayer? who have more value than Fryermuth, but he's not winning me a title now, right? Like, I don't think it's that far off. So I think I would give it up if you're really desperate. I have some teams that are very desperate at tight end. If it's premium, I'll give that up. I I don't, I don't blame you. Um, I will say that once you have Pat Fryermuth as a Pat Fryermuth owner, um, <laughs> it is difficult to get the value out of him if you want to trade him. So it, it's basically like a hold for his career type situation. Um, but that, but that's okay. Um, let's move on. Shane senior bowl. Got to talk senior bowl. Um, let's, let's just start quarterbacks. Uh, most exciting position. Three guys that have accepted the senior bowl invite so far Fresno state, Jake Hanner, Houston's uh, Clayton tune. And uh, from Shepard, your guy Tyson Badgett. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I like Tyson. He had a rough game this weekend, but I watched him in the D2 um, playoff game against IUP Pennsylvania here. And Tyson Badgett's good. Like, I, I think he could be an early day three pick, athletic, accurate. He, he broke the NCAA record for touchdowns, like all of NCAA history um, in the career. So, like, I, none of those three guys are, like, super exciting for fantasy, right? You know? <laughs> 
Um, but I, I think the exciting fantasy names are coming to the senior bowl. Uh, you know, Hendon Hooker obviously can't play towards, you know, towards ACL. He would have been at the senior bowl if, if uh, he could have, you know, he might be down there and interview with teams, but and not play. But um, that that's an unfortunate, I think, hit to the roster. Yeah. Um, so there might be some guys coming, some quarterbacks. They might not play a lot or really play at all, but um, some exciting news will happen. Yeah, I, I, I think Will Levis ends up going. I think, you know. There's an invite out to Bryce Young. There's an invite out to Bryce Young. I'd be surprised if he goes, but Jim Nagy's trying to at least get him down there, I think. Draw the fans. There's an invite out to Jaron Hall from BYU, who's maybe around three quarterback, you know, might be. And I think the next one comes down to Bo Nix from Oregon, or they bring in Stetson Bennett from Georgia just for the publicity. And take do we list. know if Bo Nix is entering the draft or is he staying another year? We don't. We don't know yet. So I think that's the question and why he's kind of the backup for Bryce Young if he declares. And the assumption was, too, that at one point Michael Penix was, would be going to the Senior Bowl. Him obviously returning to school um, is just another hit to that Senior Bowl roster. Um, stock running backs. So far, just have five that have accepted invites. Uh, those are from Appalachian State, Cameron Peoples, uh, Illinois' Chase Brown. From Kentucky, Chris Rodriguez Jr. From Oklahoma, um, our guy from last year, Eric Gray, that just never quite panned out. And from Texas, the backup, Roshan Johnson. Who out of these five uh, do you think, I'm not going to say is the best, but who do you think has the most room to grow in NFL draft stock? So I, we, we talked about it uh, off here, but I think Roshan Johnson from Texas is probably going to be the guy to turn heads and improve his stock. Like if you, I, I think Chase Brown from Illinois is the best. I think he's a good shot to be a day two back. But if you told me one, only one other running back from that group is going to go day two, I think it'd probably be Roshan Johnson. He's going to work out well. The leadership skills are off the map. Um, just because he's behind Beach on Robinson, I think people just were like, eh, you know, we don't know what he is, but. When you watch him, he looks like an NFL running back and better than a lot of starting running backs in college football. So I think you're gonna he's, he can block. You're gonna see that in the drills, right? He's gonna catch passes. Like he's gonna do a little bit of everything. Former quarterback. Um, I, I think Roshan Johnson will be the buzzy running back name in dynasty circles after the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on the idea that uh, you know Chase Brown, the best out of this group. When we see the clips right on Twitter, and not just NFL draft stock growing, right, but but stock and rookie drafts too matters when we're dealing with you know Devi and Dynasty leagues. I think Roshan Johnson is going to be that guy that you repeatedly see burn linebackers on one-on-one passing drills, right? I think mm-hmm. out of those five names that I that I mentioned, I think Roshan Johnson is that guy that's going to do that. Now. I realize, and so do you, Shane, that there's going to be more than five running backs that go to the Senior Bowl, right? Right. So who who else could we potentially expect to be on this roster once once things kind of um, clear up here? Yeah, I mean, I think if Zach Charbonnet from UCLA declares, which I, I would guess he should at this point, he didn't last year, um, he's going to get an invite, whether he accepts or not. I think Kenny McIntosh from Georgia is probably the other name 
And they have invited Tajay Spears from Tulane. But uh, from what I've heard, he's leaning to going back to school. Um, maybe, you know, maybe even transferring. I don't know. But leaning to go back to school. So I, I imagine we see at least one of those in Zach Charbonnet or Kenny McIntosh. And I think both of those uh, would do really well in one-on-one drills against linebackers, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move on to, we'll say wide receivers for the end. Let's move on to the tight end position, the one that uh, we don't really care talking about all the time. Um, but the people that have accepted so far from Alabama, Cameron Latu, Cincinnati, Josh Weil, or Wiley, sorry, uh, Clemson, Davis Allen, Miami's Will Mallory, Oklahoma, Braden Willis, and Oregon State, Luke Musgrave, and then the main guy here from Utah, Dalton Kincaid. Now, I think anyone that has you know been around in the C2C sphere for the past year or two knows Dalton Kincaid, knows Luke Musgrave. Um, obviously, I think those are two are going to be the ones that are drafted kind of the highest. Um, outside of those two, who's a name that you're kind of looking at um, that could potentially sneak in, you know, mid late day two? I think Will Mallory from Miami gets interesting because he is athletic. He has the profile of an NFL tight end, but just hasn't really played much, had the injury this year, uh, you know, was behind Brevin Jordan there in Miami for a while. So I, I was a little surprised at the invite and acceptance, but that tells me, hey, He's more closer to this top tier. I think he's one of those guys that can impress down there uh, from this list. And but yeah, I'm with you. Like Kikade and Musgrave, I think have a chance to to be big, impactful tight ends. I, I'm I'm intrigued to see who else is going to get invited because we probably have two more spots. I'm still hoping for Tucker Craft from South Dakota State, who should be a day two pick. Um, we'll see if Sam Laporta from Iowa declares. Or, you know, maybe we get Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. Uh, I know a guy you were talking up in the preseason as a potential tight end there at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah, I think I think the tight ends get a little rough. Uh, uh, Dalton Kincaid will, uh, and uh, Luke Musgrave, really the two to watch here for me. I want to see Luke Musgrave really go one-on-one against bigger cornerbacks and safeties just to see that dynamic. But... Um, I think Dalton Kincaid is going to make an NFL team pretty happy. Uh, he's very like Pat Fryermuth esque to me. I, I think he's more athletic too. So I think you're getting a more athletic Pat Fryermuth. I, my most recent mock, I have Kincaid sneaking into the first round. If he works out well, could happen. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Now, there's a lot of them because obviously there's always a ton. Um, so I'm just going to list them for you here from TCU, Darius Davis from Cincinnati, Trey Tucker, Houston, Nathaniel Dell, Iowa State, Xavier Hutchinson, Miami, Ronnie Bell, Michigan State, Jaden Reed, Ole Miss, Jonathan Mingo, Purdue, Charlie Johnson, or Chuck Sizzle, you might know Chuck him Sizzle. by. Uh, SMU, Rasheed Rice, South Alabama, Jalen Wayne, Stanford, Elijah Higgins, Stanford, Michael Wilson, Princeton, um, and how do you say this fellow's name? Andre Yacivas. That's the one. Virginia, uh, Duntavian Wicks, Brigham Young, Puka Nakua, uh, Nebraska, Trey Palmer. Now, Shane, we know that you're that you think the best wide receiver is Rasheed Rice, right? We've talked about it before on this pod. Um, out, on the other names, who do you think is a guy that I think you know that's going to impress the most on these one-on-one drills and really kind of show out in that regard? 
I think there's really two names that uh, outside of Rice that are going to emerge here. I think uh, Chuck Sizzle, Charlie Jones from Purdue. Chuck you know, athletic, productive, good route runner. I think he's going to have that. And then I do think Andre Yacivas from Princeton is a top-tier athlete, track athlete. Like we've seen what Christian Watson did last year. I think it could be similar for him. Um those are probably the two that really I'm like, okay, this is going to be, this is perfect for their skill set in helping translate to the NFL draft. Now I'm going to switch this up and I'm going to go to maybe a guy that doesn't get drafted as high as kind of, you know, we might see some clips um, of, of them doing well at the senior bowl, um, you know, make us think that he can run just a little bit faster than, than, he really will in the 40 yard dash like who's that guy that's going to disappoint and i want to see if your name um at least disappoint when it comes to draft capital itself um of this list i yeah, look i'm gonna go xavier hutchinson that i think he's mine. that's just that yours too yeah you see so productive right he was a finalist for um you know for for the wide receiver award like top three but i i just don't think yeah i'm with you like i, I don't think he's that athletic and I think he could be more of that day three receiver that people are kind of waiting for. But I don't know if you have the same feelings. He screams Tylen Wallace to me. You know, we're like, I think it's a good comp. Yeah, we we thought Tylen Wallace like was going to be this day two guy because like this is this bigger X receiver that can really do well. He can go up and get the ball. He, um, you know, he can big body play. You, you know, big body going in slants. Really go in the middle of the field as well. Like. He can Xavier Hutchinson can do that, but I don't think he is a fast enough to do that in the NFL. Or B, I don't think he's good enough to be able to do that against like better cornerbacks. Um, the way that he kind of operates. So like would round four, five, six draft capital like surprise you with, with Xavier Hutchinson? No, I, I honestly that's where I think he'll go. Like I I'd be more surprised if he goes day two than if he goes four, five, six. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think Charlie Jones is really just going to surprise. Like he's so fast. Those one on one drills, I think, are going to be super exciting. Um, you're going to have a guy. Uh, wasn't uh, Jim Nagy talking about Charlie Jones that he could potentially run like four three ish? Yeah, yeah. He thinks he'll be faster than four four flat. So like all that added up with this one year of production that has been wild. At Purdue, like he could be a day two receiver. Yeah, I mean, I think we could be talking early round two, right? Love that, like for your guy that rises up, that people are like, oh, I don't know, but everything's there. Um, and, and I think we see some of the faster, smaller guys usually do better at the senior bowl than they should. So, like yeah. Tank Dell from Houston, Darius Davis from TCU. I think you'll hear their names but I'd be a little bit weary. What's kind of surprising is Zay Flowers is going to the Shrine game. I, I still wonder if the Senior Bowl tries to pluck him at some point. I imagine they would have already tried that, so I don't know. He was, like, super early. And, and the other thing to keep in mind about these Senior Bowl receivers is, like, Jim. I think it's Jim Nagy's first year. They brought in a bunch of receivers, guys that we were talking about in Dynasty, you know, going high. And then, like, I think it was something like 60% of them went undrafted because they didn't play special teams. So now he's like, look, I'm just getting guys that are going to get drafted. I don't care where. 
So a lot of the players you see are special teams. The two Stanford guys, you know, they play on kickoff coverage. Like, you know, those are the kind of receivers that people are going to draft late day three. Senior Bowl is just guaranteeing it. So don't, don't think that oh, they're going to the Senior Bowl, they're, you know, dynasty assets, rookie draft picks. Um, just be careful. I just want to hit on one more wide receiver here. Um, really, this year was the big come up for Trey Palmer, right? Like this was a huge year, 71 receptions, over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, and still with a quarterback play that is incredibly confusing, right? Like he had, like, he had one catch against Illinois, like held to just five for 12 against Michigan, who's obviously a good defense, five for 37 in the loss to Minnesota had to get that in there too. Uh, <laughs> only four catches against Wisconsin trade, two touchdowns, but like, and then he just booms right against Purdue seven for two thirty-seven and two against Iowa nine for one sixty-five and two. Like help me make sense of like Trey Palmer. Like, is he going to be a guy that the NFL is actually excited about? Or is he just, another kind of mid-tier day three, like round four, round five wide receiver that kind of gets lost in, in an NFL team shuffle. No, I, I'm definitely torn on him because I, I think the workouts will be decent. The athleticism is going to be pretty good. But like you said, there are definitely those down games that happened and, and the boom games, some of them against, you know, good defenses like Iowa. Um, but ultimately I just, I don't see that day two capital. And I think if he gets it, we're talking a Vellis Jones situation where you're like, eh, is this guy actually going to get on the field and be productive? So like, I don't love Trey Palmer for fantasy. I don't know if he's going to be a great fantasy receiver, but I'm interested to see him down there. Maybe he changes my mind, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh, anyone else playing at this uh, senior bowl on the offensive side that, that are worth talking about here? No, no, I mean, I think we hit, uh, you know, hit, hit a lot of them. Um, I mean, I, I am excited for a couple more receivers. I think like Puka Nakua, I like down the field. This could be a good spot for him. Um, and Jonathan Mingo, I, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just a little too high on him just because of, I liked him like early in this college career, but maybe he can revitalize it. But uh, yeah, it's, We'll see what these last couple invites get. I think it's going to determine how good the senior bowl roster is for us. I don't I don't necessarily blame you there. And like I liked last year's Dontavian Wicks. Like oh, who are we getting? I think is going to be interesting. Um obviously quarterback play heck of a lot worse this year than, than it was last year. Yeah. Um but he's a guy that I think is also worth worth watching because I I don't think that workouts are going to be terrible with wicks like i think we're going to have some pretty solid uh measurable so i'm curious to see how that how that shakes up here uh, but shane you want to uh teach us something yeah yeah let's we'll do a quick history minute here we're going to talk about vulcan west virginia a small town in west virginia um coal mining town basically had one bridge out of the town and then a uh, like gravel road owned by the coal mining company. So in 1975, the bridge, the only way out collapsed and people basically had to like trespass to get out of town. 
So they appealed to the state government to West Virginia, who refused to build a bridge. Like it's like 70 families living in this town. Like no one's going to, who cares? West Virginia ignored them. So 1975, we're in the middle of the Cold War against the Soviet Union. So um, a local bartender writes two letters, one to the Soviet embassy in Washington, D.C., and one to the Soviet East German government, basically asking for foreign aid to help them build this bridge. Um, a New York-based Russian journalist caught wind of this. They, they never got a reply, but he basically was going down there. He's like, I'm, I'm going to blow this up. Like, this is going to make America look you know, ridiculous, right? Uh, and immediately West Virginia, the state stepped in and said, no, 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 we, we were going to give them money. They gave them $1.3 million, built this bridge in two years and to avoid embarrassment. And so that's how this small town in West Virginia got a $1.3 million bridge by, you know, appealing to the enemy, essentially. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I like that. Uh Let's let's dive into our, our buy sell unknown stock here. Um, I talked about mine earlier. My buy is a Jones. Like, I I think sure you could say like they they could draft another wide receiver next year. You know, in this draft and and make Zay Jones a little bit obsolete. Sure, uh, but the price that you're paying is is has that risk baked in, right? Um, you could be paying a second round pick, potentially even a couple thirds. Um, so they at least get so a non-competing team gets something for them. Um, I think that's a super super interesting uh, buy. My sell. Uh, I want to talk about Dallas Goddard. Uh, oh, yeah, twenty-seven year old. Twenty-seven year old tight end, uh, currently valued as like a top four, top five tight end. Uh, did produce like it for you know the first part of this year he gets injured um, offense continues to tick without him when he comes back like what does that offense look like right is it still running through AJ Brown and and Devonta Smith or is it going to go back to the old offense where it's running through Dallas Goddard um, for that reason I I would sell just because I think there's too many mouths to feed in that offense once Goddard comes back, because I think they found something in Devonta Smith being, you know, a highly targeted player. Um, and it's going to affect someone, right? Um, I don't think AJ Brown, it's going to affect, you know, I don't, I think they found something with, with Devonta Smith. I think Dallas Goddard becomes kind of that odd, odd man out. And so if I can even like tear down from Dallas Goddard to like Pat Fryermuth, you know, plus a late one or an early two, I think that's worth I think that's worth that because um, there's a chance with that late one, I could get like a Michael Mayer and I'd rather have Michael Mayer and Pat Fryermuth, especially in a tight end premium than, than a Dallas Goddard type player. Uh, um, my unknown stock is it's always a running back. Uh, um, it's more just that Jets backfield, right? Um, moving forward, right? We have James Robinson who they traded for, uh, is not really playing. Um, Bam Knight, who's been serviceable. Michael Carter, who at some point will come back. And then you have Brees Hall on the IR. Have, have Bam Knight and Michael Carter been serviceable enough where, like, Brees Hall doesn't get his full workload anymore? Possibly. 
like that scares me a little bit, um, especially always a, you know, a, a running back coming back from a serious injury like that is always going to be a little scary to me. Um, so I just don't quite know what to do that, with that backfield. Obviously, if I get to choose one to own, I'd rather have Reese Hall, right? Um, but I don't know. I think there's a lot going on with with that offense. Um, hopefully, you know, Zach Wilson isn't the quarterback, but um, I think there's a lot going on with that offense. And I just don't know what to do with it, especially this year and potentially for the future as well. Like, will Brees Hall continue to retain his value? I think it's something that we have to talk about. Well, it kind of leads into my buy because I'm buying Zon- I'm buying Bam Knight. I'm buying Zonovan Knight. Like, you know, I, I, I uh, we were talking about running backs to trade for if you're in the championship. Like, I'll give up a late second for him, right? You're going to get media production, 75% of the carries. And like you said, hey, maybe there's a chance next year he's getting some carries or even the buzz gets out there, some random – Beat writers like Zonovan Knight's going to get a share of the carries and you can trade them for pretty much the same thing again after you win a title. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. I'm looking at him in some leagues where I'm competing and need a running back. Um, myself, if you're not in the playoffs, uh, and the guy we've talked about buying a lot is Josh Jacobs. I think if I'm not in the playoffs and I have him, if I missed it, I think I'm selling them just because there's a lot of unknown next year. Like, I guess the odds are best that the Raiders re-sign him and we feel good about Josh Jacobs. But there's also a chance he goes somewhere else. He signs somewhere that he's, that he's sharing carries. Like I, I think there's a good chance his value does go down by next season. Um, I would sell to a contending team for a first and a second now. Yeah. I think you should do it. And my unknown is uh, Deshaun Watson. Like, I think probably of the three of us, I was probably the most hesitant preseason, but still pretty high, obviously, on what he could do. He's been absolute garbage since he came back. And, like, yeah, he hasn't played for 700 days. I get it. But, I mean, I expected better than the worst, like, Russell Wilson, early season Russell Wilson here. Um I don't know. I'm starting to get scared. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. I'm starting to get scared. Maybe he doesn't get it back. Or maybe this is a good buy opportunity. I don't know. No, I'm I'm with you. Um, it's definitely an interesting, interesting one there. Um, but that's it for he- us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Make sure you join that Discord. Um, we're going to start having a lot of rookie drafts and Debbie mock drafts coming up. So make sure you join so you can be part of those. Uh, but that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.